Welcome to The Average Fan of Wrestling, a podcast where we don't predict what's next, but take the bookings of what's already happened and try to book some realistic content. We're going to be wrong most of the time, but we're going to have a hell of a time doing it. This is episode five, entitled Paging Elmer Fudd. I'm Jason. I'm Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the British Bulldogs, my Owen Hart, Chris. Uh, I don't, I don't, I normally have a soundbite or some kind of smart remark to say. I didn't, I don't do a good British accent, guys. Pretend I did. Pretend I did. I know, and I did that just to see if you were going to try one. I wanted to see, I wanted uh, to see what you were going to do. I wasn't even there. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so we're getting into, you know, when we first started this. We were just prepping for the Royal Rumble, prepping for the Royal Rumble, getting ready, getting ready. It seems like it took forever, that seven, eight weeks in between uh, TLC and Royal Rumble. But now we are already on the doorstep of Elimination Chamber, which is just just over a week away. So Seems crazy. I know. So we have some build. And I didn't even realize that we have a fast lane in between uh, Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. Oh, that kind of just Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what, <laughs> what? A fast lane. Um in March, I was not aware of that. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't doubt. I believe you. I wouldn't doubt it. But wow, that is a lot. Yeah, Sunday, March 21st. Oof. So it's we're gonna be we're gonna be packing in some some wow. pay per views here. So uh, there's you know Elimination Chamber took shape a little bit today. I think the WrestleMania, the predicted WrestleMania card, changed pretty drastically. Um, eh, sort of drastically. Um, we'll see some things take shape i'm banking on smackdown giving me some good stuff to giving us some good stuff this week um anticipating a an elimination chamber announcement which i just totally didn't put in the bookings but it'll happen um but with the well when we get there with the elimination chamber announcement on raw i kind of feel like it diminishes what i think is going to happen on smackdown i'm gonna stay with it anyway so but before we get into it, anything you want to add before we get into this yeah i hope smackdown brings it because it's been it's been carrying the load recently yeah because and and just for the sake of it jason don't randomly yell my hole in the middle of this broadcast that's on there i i thought about making that one of the titles but i didn't want to get too crude (laughs) and yeah and and i mean if you know as we progress through this podcast i want people to really think about why the title is the title um I don't know if, if it automatically hit you. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. I mean, yeah. and you and if if you listened and you know my thoughts on a certain someone in this in this company, quote unquote, in the company, um, you'll know where this came from because I have strong feelings on it. But we'll get to that when we get to Raw. So, so we'll do our weeks in review of SmackDown and Raw. Um, we'll book the next two shows out. We'll talk about Elimination Chamber. Um, haven't touched Fastlane yet, just because. Just because it's. I didn't want to <laughs> just go to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, honestly, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, typically Fastlane's elimination chambers don't provide too too much um, of a drastic shift to to WrestleMania. I do have one idea in mind that might happen. The more I think about it, the more I like it. But I don't, I don't know. We'll get to it when we get to our WrestleMania predictions. So let's get into SmackDown from Friday, February fifth. So instead of going, so if you've listened previously, 
typically we'd go through the show kind of step by step, but instead we'll do it like we've done the booking. So we'll kind of go program by program. So it may jump around the show a little bit, but we'll stick with the same topic. I like it. I like it. That's um, good. Just, try, just trying to make it a little more, more co coherent. Um, so let's start with universal title. Not much happened actually. Um, they teased a lot happening. Um, we had edge who was already on raw and already on NXT. So you knew he'd make a, an appearance on SmackDown. Roman Reigns came out and started talking about, you know, how dare you make me wait, you know, just really good stuff, what he was doing, um, teasing when Edge will be here. They showed him backstage a few times. Uh, then they finally came face to face at the end of the show. So it was this long tease all the way through. Um, they did their little back and forth. Then out of nowhere, Kevin Owens comes and stuns the hell out of Roman Reigns and walks mm -hmm. out. Um, didn't think, didn't see it coming, didn't think it was happening after... You know, I think when we were talking about the Royal Rumble, we were talking about, you know, Reigns wins decisively, quote unquote, clean, you know, without any help, without the Usos help, without Heyman or anyone else, which happened. So you'd think that this was the end of it and KO would be would be done. But looks as though KO might still be in the picture. Um, maybe this is just a transition transitional week, especially, you know, with two these two papers these two pay-per-views before mania there's you still have to do some storytelling in between so why not why not go with ko i guess at this point yeah i i, I think it's leading somewhere um i don't i don't think i think we're gonna have three chamber matches yeah so i, I think that's the only that's the only good reason because they're not gonna do him and ko again at fast lane like it's just not gonna right. happen like right. it's got to be a I, chamber match yeah and i I actually deleted my third chamber match, which was the tag team one, which it's not going to happen. It hurt to to delete it because I think it would it would still be the best match on the show. Right. Um, two tag teams from Raw, from SmackDown, from NXT. Winner gets a title shot at Mania, but eh. Um, so I don't have a third one down right now. Once I realized that Fastlane was coming, um, but there there's still so much that that's <laughs> that could happen here. I don't know what direction they're going to go. That's why we're not going to try to guess, but we're going to more book what we think should happen. So let's see how much I love you, Roman. Yeah, oh, he's great. He's tremendous. Second, second best in the company. I know. You, I think you think he's still number. I think, one. I think it's number one right now. Just him and that whole bloodline thing. But even when he's calling out Edge, the intensity and his promos, like he turns yeah. it on when he has to. He knows when to be calm when he needs to. He's just he's great. Oh, he's he's awesome. Still, he's still my number two right now. I mean, I made it clear who my number one is. She'll always be number my number one. Alexa <laughs> Bliss. Love Alexa Bliss. So that was just that was that some tease, and we'll see what happens this Friday. Uh, the the bigger portion was the triple threat match with the Intercontinental Title. Mm -hmm. We had Big E. He retained over Sami Zayn and Apollo Cruz. Um, this is one that I think is done, and we're moving on. I don't think. I think there might be some attempts to try to get those two back. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't think they're completely done, but I think we're going to progress in this intercontinental title picture when we get to the bookings. Um, I'm still split 50-50 on this because I'm still content that they're going to do the intercontinental title elimination chamber. But since they're already doing the title match um, with McIntyre, which we'll talk about later, I don't know if they'll also do an intercontinental title match. Right. I, and I don't know if they'll do another men's match and they'll throw a women's match in there. So, because I can't see them not doing a women's 
elimination chamber. No, I can't either. Especially since they'll have they'll have two for the guys. There's no way they don't have a women's chamber. Right, but we'll, we'll, when we get there, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit because I have some conflicting thoughts on that as well. Um, when it comes to Bianca Belair and who she's going to choose, because well, I'll just say it now I I don't understand why they would have a women's elimination elimination chamber match on SmackDown if Bianca Belair is going to challenge Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Right, doesn't make sense. So unless she's going for Oscar, which would be silly. Um, I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens on Friday. This this could just be all moot by Friday by this time next week or. We could just be talking about something totally different, but maybe we'll have Stephanie McMahon come out this week. So Adam Pierce starts out SmackDown, calls out Stephanie McMahon to make the announcement. I don't know. Um, Cause why Shane McMahon had to come down to do that. Well, we'll get there too. He did have a purpose actually. WrestleMania season. They need all their big stars now. They did, but there was one other reason why, which we'll, which we'll talk about. Um, it was kind of subtle, but we'll, we'll see. But so Biggie retained um, good match. Didn't really think he was in danger at all during that match. Um, no. Didn't see him. We'll still try to, we'll probably still get a Biggie and Sami Zayn one on one match at some point, but this should be done. And when we get into the bookings, we have bigger and better things for Biggie coming up. And they seem to have gotten cold feet with this Apollo Crews heel turn. I mean, they haven't yeah. seen anything like that in the past couple of weeks. So right. that's a shame. He had a, he had a look this week, just that look of, you know, the heel look, but. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, tag match, which actually, when we did our bookings from last week, this one was the closest for what we had. Um, Rude and Ziggler, they fought Otis and Gable. Um, you know, but we booked Otis and Gable winning because of the Street Profits' help. But Street Profits were doing this weird commentary in a in a uh, in a pip screen, and Rude won with the uh, his finish, the glorious DDT there. Um, not really many other face tag teams other than Otis and Gable and, and yeah. the street on SmackDown right now. So I, I'm wondering if they're going to drag this all out all the way to mania. I don't think they will. I think they'll drag it out to fast lane, but, um, I don't know. It's jokes it's, on you. This is going until SummerSlam. Jesus. <laughs> every week and they're just going to, just going to beat Gable and Otis a different way every right. week. Till SummerSlam. Not, until, not until we get our call up, which I still have them. Which I still have them fighting an it's NXT a, tag it's team. A possibility. At it's a possibility. So I'm gonna keep it there until it can't happen. That's what yeah. I'm gonna do. Book until it can't happen. Uh, we had the SmackDown Women's Title picture, which was weird. This was this whole portion of the show weirded me yeah, out. Yeah, it was odd. Um, first, they had a backstage thing with Bianca Belair saying, "I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know who I'm gonna fight yet." And then they had her go out to the ring to the fake audience and say the exact same thing. And Reginald and Carmella and Sasha Banks, they all get involved. And uh, Bianca Belair hit Reginald, but Carmella didn't do anything about it. And it didn't work for me. It didn't make any sense. Um, I'm not quite sure the purpose. I mean, I can't see it. Like with Edge, they're really trying to build. He's going to all three shows. You don't know what's going to happen. Even though Bianca Belair showed up on Raw, I think it's a little too late. Right. They really wanted to make it like, who is it going to be? They should have had her show up on the first, the Monday, the Monday after the Rumble. Um, I mean, I mean, Belair and Banks is, in my opinion, the most obvious choice. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What That's the match I want to see, honestly. Right. I don't care. I mean, not that I wouldn't care. I mean, I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. Although I hate the whole. God, everybody's so proud of me. I'm just happy to be here. 
Yeah. It takes it away from her. It takes it away from her being a badass in the matches when she's all smiley and giggly. And I can't believe I won the minute it's over. It's like, okay, that's, that's hey, cool. She's the softest and the giggliest <laughs> and the nicest, and the nicest and the annoyingest. I know it's most annoying, but had to make it work. Um, but yeah, I don't want them to just ruin her no. just too much, too fast. Like, and like you, like you just said, I, I completely agree. It's, Let's turn her back into the badass. Yeah. Let's, you know, we know that she's awesome. Let's give her that swag back and stop showing the video of her parents. Um, it was funny, though. Once. Once, yes. And then you see it on Raw, and it's like, come on. All right, enough. Let's let's move on. Um, in other programs, so non-title programs, we had Bailey, who beat Ruby Riot, and we continue this Billy Kay trying to help out the Riot Squad, but not really. Um, Bailey won, which again, if I, if it was me booking, I would have her lose every week for a long time, um, just to build some sort of, just to build a better story for her. Right. Um, and not a, a face overcoming all the losses to win, but a heel finally just can't, you know, can't pull one off. And then finally something happens at, you know, and she gets the title back or, you know, money in the bank or something, you know what I mean? Like. You build her as she can't win, she can't win, she can't win, and then finally something happens. So, right. yep. Um, we also had Dominic Mysterio beat Corbin after um, Corbin laid out Ray Mysterio. This is just another, it's almost like a rehash of the Seth Rollins feud with the Mysterios. It's it's not new. It's just going to play out. I turned it on and saw Dominic and Corbin again, and I'm like, dude, Jesus, yeah. man, this is going to be, this is getting to be a bit much. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been pulling for a Dominic heel turn for a while, and let's get Corbin into some sort of title picture, even if it's... Um, low Intercontinental title, something. Like, let's let's get him at least in the picture. It's not even in a 24-7 title picture right now. I mean, exactly. Jesus. Put, the, yeah, put the guy somewhere, yeah. So, and then, interesting, Cesaro tapped out Daniel Bryan, which... Was a surprising result, actually. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting hopefully, that. Hopefully, they're they're going to start doing something with Cesaro. I mean, this is again where it comes to booking versus predictions. I think they're going to have him go and challenge Biggie next. I think he'll be Biggie's next opponent. I don't think he'll win. I think Biggie will keep it. I don't think that's what it should be. I would wait. Um, but I'm trying to figure out if it's more more about Cesaro getting the push or Daniel Bryan on his way out. Uh, and we'll talk more about that when we get to the bookings for SmackDown this week. So anything else on SmackDown that you want to add before we? No, anything else I wanted to add, we, I can add when we're doing our booking for the coming week. No Sonya Deville also. Well, I mean, continuity is not a word anybody in this company seems to know. So um, so let's get to Raw from February 8th. This one, the WWE Championship, as we already alluded to, had kind of played the central role in this in this show. We had the announcement, so Adam Pierce starts out to announce Shane McMahon to announce an elimination uh, an elimination chamber match. So McIntyre is going to defend against Orton, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus. Which typically, when you see these elimination chamber matches, you have equal face and heels. Technically, right now we're at two faces and four heels, um, with McIntyre and Hardy being the two faces. So I'm wondering if they're still going to switch styles again, flip-flop him again, because he's been going back and forth. Um, 
one thing, and this is kind of the only reason I can think why Shane McMahon was out there, is he went out of his way to mention that it was Adam Pierce's idea, uh, that it was about the chamber. And we saw that with Seamus and Mac and McIntyre both saying, Hey, I thought I was a one-on-one against Seamus and Seamus. I thought I had the one-on-one against McIntyre. So kind of doing this authority thing again on raw and what's like they do with reigns on SmackDown. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with this, if mm-hmm. they're going to continue to harp on Pierce or if it's just a, a one-time thing, but it's very quick because again, next week is the go home episode to the elimination chamber. So yeah, you got to do something quick. So it's. I'm curious if it's going to be, and I didn't book this for SmackDown, but I'm curious if it's going to be Adam Pierce coming out, introducing Stephanie McMahon, announcing the match, and saying it was his idea, and putting more heat, quote unquote, heat on him. Seems seems like that might be the narrative. Um, if that is, I wonder if they're maybe trying to phase him out as an authority person. I don't know. I love how authority figures like Adam Pierce we get an actual phase out period, but you'll have a you'll have a star like Keith Lee not even be at the Rumble or on Raw for two weeks, and it's like yeah, no mention, right? So um, as part of this, we had AJ Styles he tapped out Jeff Hardy. Um, we had and then as part of this also we had Orton beat McIntyre by DQ when Sheamus came in. Um, Interesting, no Alexa Bliss or The Fiend or mention of anything. I think mm-hmm. everyone was waiting for something with Alexa Bliss at the end of that match. But instead, it went to Sheamus. Um, part of me was disappointed, but the more I think about it, the smarter I think it is when we get into Elimination Chamber and booking. We'll talk about that a little more. Um, the other piece of this program is Edge comes out and says he's not going to make his decision until after Elimination Chamber, which is smart. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I still contend that. I mean, I think it would be brilliant if you had all three titles, all three champions have their opponents ready. And then like, oh, first match of the night, it's WWE Championship. And you have Sheamus and McIntyre out there and Edge comes out and be like, no, not this one. And then just kind of teases each one and Mm -hmm. and will make his decision that night. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know if they'll they'll, uh, make it go that long, but we'll see Um, on the U.S. title picture, we had Keith Lee and Riddle. So Keith Lee now has interjected himself into the U.S. title picture. Um, I remember last week. There. <laughs> what's that? Get Riddle out of there. Thank you. Well, hopefully, um, we during the backstage promo, Riddle mentioned of him being toasty, which I thought was a nice little subtle nod to him being toasted. Um, <laughs> that's the first thing it's like that was nice and toasty bro and i'm like yeah you were high okay yeah Um, and then before the match you know lee was teasing that maybe that should be me um so we had keith lee pin matt riddle uh, and then lashley attacks both at the end and that actually led to and i missed it on the show i i didn't see it when i went and looked back at the results because usually after i watch i go back and read the results just to make sure i didn't miss anything but they announced that at the elimination chamber it's going to be Lashley, Lee, and Riddle in a triple threat match for the U.S. title. Um, so we'll talk about that when we get to the bookings. Which I, I don't I don't get. I don't understand. But, okay. I hope it's leading to what you were talking about last week, and that's Keith Lee joining the Hurt Business. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be great. And then they just both lay out Riddle toward the end. And I think right when I saw that, I started thinking about you and thinking about maybe this is where they're ultimately mm-hmm. heading. Um, I 
hope they don't just throw I mean, even though Keith Lee is great, I hope they just don't throw it on him like they did the North American title in NXT. Let's build them up a little bit more. Um, let's let's make that moment a bit bigger, you know? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, we actually had nothing for the, the tag titles, raw tag titles. We didn't see anything from Benjamin and Alexander, nothing else um, from the Hurt business other than the U.S. title thing where Lashley attacked. Um, we had... Bianca Belair come out. She teased nothing. Again, she kind of did what Edge did. Just said, I'll make my decision when I'm ready. Yep. Um, it's it's interesting that Edge is mentioning Finn Balor, but she's not mentioning Io Shirai. Um, I mean, it'd be absolutely asinine if they had her go for the NXT title. So I think maybe they're just already not even considering it. Um, I just found that interesting. The women's tag, <laughs> I laugh because it's just god what a waste of space um <laughs> the women's tag title you had lana beat nia jackson a table match lana <sighs> beat nia Jax in anything in a t- she's beaten her now at survivor series she's beating her. she's eliminated her at the royal rumble she beat her on and now she's beating her she's beat her in a um In a tables match, um, the only thing that was interesting, as Chris mentioned earlier, is Nia Jax yelling "my hole" after she took that the leg drop on the corner of the of the ring. Um, actually, had to rewind it and be like, "That's not." She just didn't yell "my hole." That just didn't happen, and, and she did. She yelled "my hole." Um, I. I <laughs> Somehow I missed this live and I was reading back highlights after and I'm like, that didn't, she said something else. Like yeah, maybe no, she was I, speaking Spanish and said something. I have no idea. Yeah. Nope. Clear as day. Like I said, like I caught it the first time I watched it and then I had to, I, I'm like, Nope. I hit the 15 seconds back button. I'm like, no, nah, no. And then I'm like, Oh damn. Right at the end. My whole, I wonder if that was the cue for Lana to win. It's uh, like, so not so backstage. You're like, all right, Lana. When I yell my hole, that's when you're going to put me through the table. Naturally. I mean, what else could it be? Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> and then from there, um, we had Naomi pin Baszler as a follow-up after they both got involved after the match. So you had the, the challengers for the title pin both champions in the same night. So typical formula. There's only one way this can go. Lana and Naomi can't win no, the titles. There's no that's way. Ridiculous. That WrestleMania season, no way. But we'll see how this advances and hopefully ends next week. Um, other programs, we had the New Day pin Retribution, which is T-Bar and Slapjack. I guess the most interesting thing about this is Ali on commentary. He's a little, he's a little angry. Yeah, he's uh, got some issues. But he's just, I, you know what I mean? He's not pulling it off for me. It's so forced, the anger. It's forced anger. I don't, I don't believe anything he's saying. You know what I mean? Like, I know this is his character and everything. I can't buy into him. You know what it is? They think because of his background and of his descent, people are just going to automatically believe that he's just angry and upset. And it's like, right. it's not the eighties anymore. You can't just throw the foreign heel out there and have us go. Yeah, get him. Like yeah, it's a right. different world. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I get your, you know, you're trying to establish why retribution is doing what they're doing. Fine. Um, I actually didn't realize that. That T bar was Dominic Dijakovic. I didn't even didn't even. Oh really? You know that? I I, I 
didn't process it. Like, oh, I knew who Slapjack was and obviously Reckoning and, and Mace, but it just didn't like, didn't occur to me that there was one I was missing until last night. Uh, Who's Reckoning and Mace? Reckoning is Mia Yim. Oh, excuse me. I, I, I knew her. The other two guys I meant. Uh, uh, one's, Slim Jim and Flapjack. Uh, one of them... Oh, you're putting me on the spot. That's all right. I'll figure Not it out. Kevin Thorne. Um, uh, I knew who they were. I just, not as big a name as Dominic Dijakovic and me. Right, yeah. right. Let's put it put it there. But okay. there are definitely guys that, and I'm, I'm, it's not. I, I don't know why I have Kevin Thorne on my mind. It's not Kevin Thorne. He's from no. the nineties. I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm blanking right now, and it's, it's gonna come to me like randomly in the middle of the. Uh, just to yell it just, out. Yeah, exactly. It just. You know, when I was going through, I'm like, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Shane. Oh, God. Now I'm, this is bothering the hell out of me. Um, I'm not going to Google it either. Google will tell me later. Anyways, um, so New Day 1. It's not over, unfortunately. I was hoping this this would be over. But they neither of these guys really have much to do right now. Can't, I, don't, I mean, you don't want to throw New Day back in the title picture because they're just, they've been there for the last decade. Um, but when we get to Mania predictions, hopefully we'll see what happens there. Um, we also continued this monotonous Lacey Evans and Charlotte feud. Um, Lacey ended up beating Charlotte by DQ when Charlotte kind of went crazy at, a la Ronda Rousey against Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series that year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get it. We get it. What is what is the end game here? Just the two of them having their 40th match and Charlotte finally winning? I, uh, I don't get it. I mean... If it's if it's Charlotte turning heel and them teaming up, I'm gonna be disappointed. I feel like that's where they're actually headed, um, but I, I hope not. I think you need again you need an interim feud or mat- matches at one of the two pay per views before Mania for Asuka. if she's and she should be going into Mania as champion. Um, so that will give Lacey Evans the nod so it would be Lacey Evans and Asuka at Elimination Chamber but I don't know I don't know what their end game is hopefully it ends soon it's just let's move on I think we just need to get Charlotte and Asuka and maybe one other person still banking on um, not a pun that's not Sasha Banks um, in the Wrestlemania picture but and then this last this last program is the Damien piece Bad Bunny Miz Morrison, now Angel Garza is somehow involved. Um, but we had Damian Priest pin Angel Garza. And in my notes here, I have Stupid Bunny still hanging around, which is the Elmer Fudd reference. I'm yep, looking for yep. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Didn't R Truth dress up like Elmer Fudd? What's that? R Truth dressed up like him, right? So he, he was talking yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh, yep. please. Like, and I don't think, so I've been thinking a lot about this. I'm like, why is this dude still on there? So I'm like, is this the Jinder Mahal syndrome? as I'll call it. Is it the fact that, you know, when WWE was doing this big India push, they threw the strap on Mahal during when they did all these big India promotions and we're going to India, we're going to be doing a lot of shows there. Like it was a solid big push and they put, they put the, the belt on Mahal. I'm wondering if there's some quid pro quo here with, you know, Hey, we're, you know, bad bunny. Apparently he's really popular in the mainstream. Let's, if you give us, if you, if I give WWE this mainstream attention, you put me in, in a match or two. I have a feeling that this is what it might be. Like, 
hey, we're going to use Booker T and I'm going to get WWE to a different audience and you're going to put me in a match and try to get that audience to watch some of these shows. That's what I think is happening. Oh, Even yeah. yeah. Reason, so it's just like. Well, I guess um, they're both from the same town. New York? Uh, no, no, no. They're from um, somewhere in Dominican Republic, I believe. Damian Priest? Yeah. Well, Damian Priest is billed from New York City as when they announced them. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because the whole thing, the whole, the whole reason they say they're teaming together is because I know, but from I, the I, was, just, <laughs> I wasn't fully paying attention, but when, when I heard it, you know, it was, you know, from New York City. I'm like, really? From New York City? That's where they're going to build yeah. it from? I, I don't know if it's actually Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic. I know it's, I know it's one of those uh, down around that region, but yeah. Um, I'll get used to him. Uh, from what I hear, he's going to be sticking around until after a certain big day. So wonderful. Yeah. Um, and my question is, should they change the name of Damian Priest's finish? Its finish is currently called The Reckoning. And we have a character called Reckoning that's on that same show. It's like, would you, you know, would you have someone with the, with the finisher called The Strowman? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I feel like, you know, every time I hear The Reckoning, and you had Xavier Woods and, and Kofi Kingston yelling at Ali, where's Reckoning? Where's Reckoning? And she's like, they're using it in two different contexts. Something needs to change. Obviously, you're not going to change Reckoning's name. I think they should just change the name of Priests or have him change his finisher or something. I agree. Um, it, just, yeah. it seems too, it's too weird. The Strowman sounds like something you read on Urban Dictionary that has a double meaning. So, yeah, no kidding. We'll just, and we'll speaking that. of, <laughs> uh, no Braun Strowman since the Rumble. Yeah. I yep. would have banked he would have showed up. I thought he was going to show up at SmackDown. Then I'm like, yeah, he must show up at Raw. Didn't show up at Raw. Haven't advertised them, nothing. So, don't know where they're gonna go with this, but I threw him in a WrestleMania. I had him fighting Roman Reigns for the uh, Universal Title at WrestleMania, but I've I've left that boat. Um, so, anything on the recap before we get into the bookings? Nope, nope, I'm good. All right, so let's start booking uh, SmackDown for February 12th, and again, we'll start with the Universal Title. Um, and for this one, I'm proposing we have a straight-up title match this week. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the title with the stipulation, Owens, if you lose, you don't get another shot at this title. And in, typically in those matches, I mean, how many times have we seen it? Roman Reigns, if you don't beat Sheamus, then you're not going to get another shot at this title. And usually the challenger wins. But this case, Roman wins. We bury this Owens-Reigns thing. Owens moves on to something else. Let's just let's just end it. Ellen <laughs> is over. Is Chamber this coming Sunday or next no. Sunday after this? Nope. So this this would be two shows before the Chamber. Okay. See, I still think Owens came back and did that to have one final shot in the Chamber. They're going to announce a Chamber match this week. That's my. That's what I think. Right. For the title or for number one contender. <sighs> See, I think they'll put Reigns in the Chamber too when McIntyre's already there. That's the thing. I think is. so, because the entire like they, they've really they've done a good job of this. Every time one of them does something impressive, the other one does something impressive. So it doesn't appear like right. one of them is far superior to the other. Uh, I just don't know without with Edge only announcing after the chamber. Uh, sometimes it's obvious to tell if you have, a guy has a feud with somebody, wins the rumble. Oh, he's going to pick that guy. Right. When the mo- the moment you saw McIntyre eliminate Lesnar two years ago, you right, you knew exactly. Recommend- the moment that kick hit his forehead. So if they tried something, we're like, oh, we're going to have uh, 
a chamber for Brock's number one contender. You knew it was going to be McIntyre. That would have been pointless. Yeah. You don't really know this year. So I can definitely see them having a women's chamber. Maybe throw a few uh, a few women from each show on there, and whoever wins gets the their champions. That would be great. I mean, that would be fine. It'd be a way to integrate a lot more people from different shows, uh, and have Reigns in there too. I really don't. I don't know. Like it, it it's kind of nice not to know. It's not predictable. Right. Uh, I just hope. I don't. I hope I'm not seeing it because not because it's stupid, but because it's just good and I haven't thought of it. Right. You know? So. Right. I don't so, know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I just like I said, I like that idea too. But just to move on, let's let's end this feud and, and see what happens next. Build for you know, Ro- Reigns doesn't Ro- Ro- Reigns doesn't do anything at the chamber, and then defends that fastlane or something. Like that. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I mean, uh, thinking back, I, when I said not much happens on the fastlane pay per view, the only thing I can remember really is Goldberg beating Kevin Owens for yep. the Universal Title, so he could fight Lesnar. In mania that time that was silly i mean we're not going to see goldberg come back i just said it now it's going to happen all right i wonder i was just i wonder if we see or win the chamber that way he gets mcintyre at mania or mcintyre well, edge right I, we'll talk about that too i, yeah. I was um but i was going a little bit different little little different route on that um intercontinental title um i'd like to see biggie come out and open an open uh, issue an open challenge declaring he's done with Sami Zayn and Apollo Crews. And this is where the Messiah comes in. I, I, like I said, I think they're going to go Cesaro, but I, we have Seth Rollins come in. Um, and we're going to start a Seth Rollins Big E feud, which I don't think we've really seen, other than if there's been Shield, you know, Shield versus New Day stuff from the past. But I don't think these guys have really I don't think there's crossed a lot, yeah. ads too no. much. And this would be really refreshing for both. This would elevate Big E like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Seth Rollins is still doing this Messiah thing, and he needs a new disciple. So before they before they get going, and they actually do the open challenge, I would like to see Alistair Black come, and and get Big E from behind, with Alistair Black being the newest disciple of Seth Rollins. Now, when he gets him from behind, does he yell the same thing Nia Jax did? Uh, well, he says my tip instead of my hole. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know we'll have the two-on-one beatdown. This will bring Murphy down, so he's kind of separated from the Mysterios. And this way, we can restart the Aleister Black and, and Buddy Murphy feud, but in opposite roles because they kind of lit it up. And then we can start the slow build for Seth Rollins and Biggie until for WrestleMania. Um, I think it would elevate both. I think. We haven't seen much of Aleister Black. I'm trying to think who is Seth Rollins going to have as a as a new disciple. The only yeah, other person, know. the only other person, which when the very early Rumble predictions and bookings would have been Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Um, which I I still might happen, but uh, I, that would just put Mysterios and Rollins back in another program. We can't do that again. It was just too much. So let's freshen up Rollins. Have him come out. Um, with Biggie, let's have Aleister Black, who we haven't seen in ages. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but I'm just guessing. Have him be the, he would be a perfect disciple, a badass who says nothing and just starts wrecking people, especially if he's in pirate mode still and wearing an eye patch. I mean, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, we haven't seen him. I don't think we've seen him since he had last man standing with KO. And that was in the summer. The only um, way he can still be the pirate is if he calls himself Aleister Black. And getting ready for, you know, Tampa Bay and all that stuff for WrestleMania. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So again, I don't think they're going to go this route. I, I hope they do. Um, tag title pictures. This one it looks like they're reestablishing Rudin Ziggler. And one thing I forgot to mention is Rudin Ziggler had this new music. Um, I couldn't tell if it was team music or if it was one new music just for Ziggler. Um, but, you know, new music, which was cool. Um, I feel like they're trying to reestablish Rudin Ziggler as actual champions. And I think you can kind of kill a couple birds with one stone with them going up against Nakamura and Cesaro. Because right now, Nakamura has gone back to his face music, been doing the whole good guy thing, and Cesaro's been doing the bad guy thing. Um, and I think we'll have Rudin Ziggler win when Nakamura and Cesaro finally break up. Um, and, you know, Cesaro knocked off Daniel Bryan. I know they're going to strap the rocket to him soon, but I think you'll have Nakamura put him over in a feud over the next few weeks. I want to believe that was Cesaro, but I've wanted to believe that for the past five or six years with him. So, right. I believe it when I see it, but I hope so. Yeah. So again, and again, I think they're actually going to put Cesaro in that intercontinental title picture, but we'll see what happens. Um, for the SmackDown women's program, uh, we'll have a one-on-one -on -one with Carmella versus Bianca Belair. And Belair will win with Banks' help to Reginald. I think just a very typical match because all three are going to be involved in this build for a while. Um, but Belair just won't make a decision yet either. Again, we want her to. See, we want her against Banks again. I think this one will be most affected. My opinion, this will be most affected by Elimination Chamber. Um, this program right here. So those are the title programs. Uh, the other programs. Let's book Daniel Bryan versus Otis. Um, and I'm wondering if we're going to see another heel run by Daniel Bryan as he wraps up, um, or maybe an in between run like the way Diesel did. Remember when Diesel, he was a heel and then he became a face. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do my thing. And he only like did his little two sweet sign to other people who did two sweet signs when yep. he walked down. And he was this very, very much an in-betweener. I'm wondering if Daniel Bryan might do the same type of thing, but it's tough with no audience because um, it would be, it'd be a lot different. But um, I think they set this up when Gable's in the back talking about Daniel Bryan not following the Alpha Academy way. And then he was like, you know what? I'll show you. And then he'll go up against Otis. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Otis winning. I think Dan O'Brien is in the giving mood and putting people over. And um, I think a loss right here would be better for like the develop his overall arc right now. Almost like what I'm saying to do with Bailey, have right. to lose a bunch. Yeah. They might be doing this with Daniel Bryan on his way out. I've been trying to think because I was like, hmm, will he leave at WrestleMania? Um, and if he does, who does he go out against? And I, I hit this brick wall. I don't, I don't know who it would be. It's not going to be oh. Cena. The only, I mean, it could be Triple H, but you want to put some, you want to go, you want to put someone over on your right. way, of course. So it's just like, I mean, I would say someone like Damian Priest. But I could say Priest, Keith Lee, Tommaso, somebody like that. Tommaso Champa. Champa, yeah. Um, someone you know i mean someone of that caliber but I, I don't quite know what they're gonna do um let's also go let's just extend this bailey and riot squad thing and while bailey beat Liv morgan billy k does a similar type thing um just so we can see this blow over the week before elimination chamber um 
it's it's been fun for a little bit the whole resume thing billy k getting involved but we need a superstar shake up we need to get the iconics back together it's yes it's <laughs> we need to do yes something. um and then the last match we'll have corbin versus ray mysterio um let's have corbin lay out the mysterios before the match and the match not even happen um because i can't think of what else they're going to do with this Corbin, I don't know where his henchmen went. Cutler well, they, and Blake. They released one of them. They released Cutler. Oh, did they? I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that 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 would do it. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm not I'm not sure what they're doing with Corbin. I, we need to have another King of the Ring to get the King off of him or to reestablish him. One of the two. Um, but I think that would be post WrestleMania. That obviously post WrestleMania, free money in the bank type of thing. <laughs> Director of Operations Corbin. No kidding, right? Like, we don't need that offense <laughs> no. again. Corporate Corbin. Corporate Corbin. <laughs> uh, so anything else on SmackDown you want to add? Uh, yeah, some continuity, but that's not going to happen. So we can go to Raw. Uh, so we'll see. This is going to be, I mean, when we say we're going to be wrong most of the time, I mean, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't put money on, if I had to put money on something that was going to happen, um, I would put it either on Bailey and Liv Morgan. Um, Carmella and Belair. I'd say those are all very possible, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't think they're going to have Owens and Reigns without announcing the title match. I don't right. think they'll do that. Um, I I hope it's Rollins and Big E, but I think it'll be Cesaro, which would change the rude Ziggler narrative and the Street Profits get involved. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if they're just going to save Rude and Ziggler and Street Profits for Mania. I hope not. Um, Here's... Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, if they do, if they don't have a um, Reigns in the Chamber match at Chamber, they could very well book Owens and Reigns for next week. Right. This is when he's going to defend it. He's not going to be at the Chamber. He'll just be there, cut a promo or something. Maybe this is a week too early. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Hey, if it is, then it's copy and paste job that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I meant, I meant this week, guys. That's all I meant. Yeah. There we go. Um, sorry, so let's get into Raw for February 15th. This is the go-home episode to Elimination Chamber. Um, so for the WWE Championship, the Elimination Chamber matches, I'm going to propose. I don't think they've done this before. I know that they, they sometimes have matches on who's coming in last, but I want to do a series of matches to determine who's coming in first and second. So I want to say that we're going to have three one-on-one matches, the three losers fight in a triple threat match, and then whoever loses the triple threat match, those two are one and two. Okay, uh, I like it. It's let's, different. let's mix yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the three matches we're going to have, we're going to have Randy Orton beat Miz, Drew McIntyre beat Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles beat Sheamus. So this is going to put Sheamus, Matt Hardy, and Miz in that triple threat match, and we'll have Miz beat Hardy and Sheamus. So I'm trying to think, of who are the logical first two here? I don't want to put McIntyre in first because they keep building him as this monster, and it's overkill if you put him in first and have him go through and win. So thinking about who are the logical first two to go in this match without being McIntyre, we have this issue with Hardy and Sheamus. They had that brawl, like the barroom brawl and the hit by the car thing. And well, it was really Elias with the hit by the car thing, but we could go back now that Sheamus is a heel again. And Sheamus could be like, you know, I'm not going to do the accent because I would just butcher it and offend a lot of people if I tried. Um, But we could finally be like, no, Sheamus was the one who drove the car and hit Elias. And this will start Hardy and Sheamus in the chamber one and two. Um, 
feel like it's story-wise it makes sense and hopefully they don't save McIntyre for last. He comes in somewhere in the middle. Right. Because usually you see the champ either come in first yep. or second or last. And it's just like, mm, Makes it up just, a little bit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Kind of off topic, but I couldn't stop laughing when I saw this. Have you seen that picture of McIntyre going around? No, I haven't. I will send it to you uh, when I find it when we're done recording. It, it's, just, it's just a picture of him uh, with the title in his hand. But he's like, do he's like, kind of like jumping or like doing one of his poses, and it's at the same time the WrestleMania logo is like flying in for like a, a lower third on the screen, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's just bare ass naked. Oh, wonderful! The way it's set up, it is hilarious. <laughs> he's not obviously, yeah. but it is. I don't know why it cracked me the hell up. So that's, that, that's just a side, just a sidebar. No, that's fine. Um. So yeah, I think. That's it's, it's the go home episode. They're, we're going to see, regardless of what they actually do, we're going to see either tag matches, a three on three, a bunch of one on ones. We're going to see some sort of integration between the six um, throughout the night. U.S. title. So in preparation for the triple threat match at Elimination Chamber, um, let's have Lashley and MVP versus Riddle and Keith Lee in a tag match. This gets all three back on the state on the on on the screen. Um, in the same match, obviously this is going to turn into a melee with Keith Lee destroying Riddle and Lashley destroying them both. Um, typically, you know, you try to think, you try to think WWE logic, right? Like, all right, um, Lashley standing tall, which means he won't win at the next match. You know what I mean? Like, right. the, the ladder matches, Miz is on top of the ladder. No way he's going to win that ladder match. It's it's trying to like trying to figure out that logic, but. I think you have Lashley standing tall over over these guys, and you have Lashley win at the chamber, um, at the elimination chamber. So, guy's a monster. I know. He's like forty something uh, years old. Looks looks. I mean, he, right? Unbelievable. I want to see him suplex Keith Lee. I, I want to see if it's like a full on straight up. Is it going to happen? Um, I didn't actually book anything for the tag titles again. Let's keep it in the background for right now. Let's get past Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. and then reintroduce them because we're still waiting for them to drop the titles. They're going to. It's only a matter to who, whom, and when. Um, the Raw Women's title, that picture, let's put Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce against Charlotte and Asuka because we already know we're going to have Evans and Asuka at the Elimination Chamber. And... We also have, obviously, the Lacey Evans-Charlotte issue that we talked about before. So why not have a tag match? And this will be one of those situations, though, where Evans gets the pin over Asuka, but it's not going to happen at the Chamber. Um, the women's tag titles, all, they mentioned about 15 times how Naomi and Lana have a future title opportunity. Let's just get it out of the way. I want this one to be over, too. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a barn burner, man. Come on. I mean, but it's, it's almost, I mean, when you think about WWE logic, right? You had two singles matches. Challengers won both those matches. Yeah. Now we're going to have the title match because they're on a quote-unquote roll, and then Baszler and Jax just kill them. If, if, should be if how Nia it goes. Jax, if Nia Jax's hole is okay. Oh, God. Uh, this, that's going to be a forever thing. It's just – but, I mean, let's let's just – Then, now, forever, on. Nia's hole. All right. Let's, uh, Jax and Baszler need to move away from Raw. You need to get to NXT. And maybe they're waiting for the women's Dusty Classic to finish. Maybe. I'm still, again, I'm keeping that same booking for WrestleMania until it can't happen anymore. What? 
I found the picture I want to send you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I told you, dude. I, I don't know what the 15-year-old in me just cannot help but laugh at this. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, we'll continue. So, <laughs> non-title programs. We didn't see Alexa Bliss or anything with The Fiend last week. I'm actually going to propose that we keep them off of this show, too. Um, May as out well. Of, out of sight, out of mind, so they can cost Randy Orton in the, inside the elimination chamber. Yep. If there's not a spot where the lights go out and Alexa Bliss or The Fiend is inside that chamber and that causes Orton's elimination, it is a, in, in the words of Gorilla Monsoon, it is a miscarriage of justice. That is... Would you happy. stop? <laughs> another girl, another girl line. I know, figure. I know, I know, I know you're doing. I was trying to think of a Bobby Heenan thing to come back <laughs> with, but... uh. Oh, he jumped through the window. Um, yeah, he's trying to get anyway. away, the coward. <laughs> so let's just keep them off the show. Again, out of sight, out of mind. Focus on build for the chamber and then have them cost Orton inside the chamber. It writes itself, sets up mania, which is what we're looking forward to. Um, and now you're going to get my first reaction from me seeing this picture that Chris just sent me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> When, when, when we update the website, uh, that picture is going to go up on the website so you guys can see what we're talking <laughs> about here. So there's the picture of Drew McIntyre. Oh, uh, wonderful. With well, a full Claymore. That is. Full Claymore. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, let's also do New Day versus Ali and Mace because I think that's where they're going. Um, and we'll have Ali and Mace win. Just why not? Just why not? Yeah. Right. Um, and then we have the Damian Pete Priest, Bad Bunny, John Morrison, Miz, and everything. Um, they still have Miz. I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger deal of Miz being in the chamber. They're really focusing on this Bad Bunny, Damian Priest angle. So um, we'll have Damian Priest against John Morrison. And as much as I hate to say it, it's going to build to the WrestleMania match that I think we're going to end up seeing. Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. That is the rumor, unfortunately. <sighs> Man. That's all I was talking so, about earlier. I, I mean, yep. And I wrote on here for either Fastlane or WrestleMania, but they won't waste that for Fastlane. So it'll be no, WrestleMania. No, no, no. It'll be WrestleMania. Uh, it'll be a big convoluted thing. And I think they're going to go super big for WrestleMania because with the, the them getting rid of the network and going to Peacock, NBC having more of a stake in this now. Um, almost like when Fox took over for SmackDown, right? They kind of went really heavy at the beginning um, with the content. So I think when the network transition you know shuts down and everything trans transitions over to peacock and i think they said mid-march so might, maybe it's right after Fastlane when they're doing yeah, that i think so because um, i think they said the first pay-per-view is going to be wrestlemania that's going to be on peacock so i wonder if they're going to go really above and beyond and that's another reason why they're doing this um just for the quote-unquote star power um it's gonna be a two-day event again this year i heard it is so. which 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 actually makes sense with <laughs> the edge is going to be in the main event of the of wrestlemania bianca belair is going to be in the main event of wrestlemania right. so you have your two you have your saturday main event and your sunday main event which is fine um probably you know, obviously bianca belair will go on saturday edge will go on sunday um that that's how it'll go um i mean i can't see them going the last match of the, the weekend wrestlemania with unless it's bianca belair and ronda rousey for some reason you know, I mean, something over the top crazy. I, I can't see her. I yeah, see her I can't even see that, honestly. 
it really worked back when they did it with Charlotte and Becky and Rhonda because they were right. that was the most over storyline in the whole company. Uh, it made right. sense. I just it'd be it'd be shoehorned in right now if they did it. Right. Um, all right. So, oh, anything else of booking for SmackDown and Raw? No. Right, so, yeah. Let's let's talk Elimination Chamber. Um, we do have two confirmed matches. Again, we've talked about them before. Bobby Lashley, Riddle, and Keith Lee for the U.S. title. Lacey Evans and Asuka for the Raw Women's title. I guess my question to you is, do you see either of those championships changing hands at Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I can see Charlotte costing Asuka the title some way. I, I think intentionally, but it could be inadvertently if they want to make that the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gets Evans at Fastlane, beats Evans at Fastlane, As Asuka and said, then right? hopefully gets Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Oh, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, right? Interesting. That that's that's quite the arc. That would be that'd be great. Um, I honestly don't see either of these titles changing. Um, they might do the Keith Lee treatment and, and have him go, but I think that's silly, especially if we want to see Keith Lee in the Hurt business. Right. Um, I don't want to do like, you, if you can't beat him, join him type of thing, but um, more like this was the plan all along when they finally get rid of uh, Cedric Alexander. So. And Cedric Alexander can go to Retribution, and we can rename him, I don't know, Styrofoam. And <laughs> I'm just looking around. I'm like, what random thing? Because we have Mace. We have a T-Bar. There's a Reckoning. There's a Slapjack. Oh, there, it's all things that are hard. So I don't know. Uh, uh, hammer. Anvil. No, we can't do no, Anvil. No, can't do that. Um, what's the, the like club? The, not even the club. Like What's like like the vice grip? Vice, he'll be vice grip. <laughs> it'll just have put two things over his head like they're like they're like they're gonna smush him and uh some reason oh my god here comes surge protector <laughs> either way i still i'm still all in on cedric alexander joining retribution and what well, was ricochet but maybe keith lee maybe both joining the hurt business let's i think see i think keith lee's gonna take over for bobby lashley i think that i think they're gonna turn bobby lashley face because uh, eventually not like right not like at fast lane or Chamber, whatever one's chamber. I think eventually, I think they kind of showed him when Lashley was going crazy against Riddle, and they couldn't get him to break the hold. That's going to, if there's any continuity, hopefully there is, that's going to be MVP saying, oh, I can't control this guy. He's uncontrollable. Got to let him go and have Keith Lee come in and take him out. Right. That makes sense. Almost like The Rock with um, Ex- yes. yeah. The Nation. The Nation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That actually be great. That would be awesome. Um, so we know the first chamber match, which we've talked about already, McIntyre, Sheamus, Styles, Hardy, Orton, and Miz. Uh, does McIntyre walk out? Is that a given? Might be Orton. Man. I ha- I'm, I'm, on, I'm on two different wavelengths with Orton. Orton gets, and I think the first, which is more likely in my head, Orton is cost by, you know, gets the match cost to him by bliss and the fiend yep one or both i would just say bliss because you don't want to waste the fiends right no not yet i think the fiend stays away until mania at this point um or or in wins 
and I know you said Orton Edge at Mania, but I still say Orton. And I would still keep Orton the Fiend at Mania with the Fiend taking the title. So, I mean, and then I mean, there's a story in there from um, Bray Wyatt winning the Elimination Chamber a few years ago, and Orton turning on him and challenging him, and it's almost role reversals, right? So, could see something like that. Um, I don't want to see Edge Orton again. By the oh, way, I, th- I just no. think I think that's way too tempting for them to. I'm hoping you're just throwing it in there so we go, oh no, and then get surprised. Right. It'd be even a bigger surprise if Orton does win and then he doesn't choose and Edge doesn't choose him. That would or be more interesting. You know, the I mean? Miz cashes in. Right. And it loses at Fastlane. We need the Miz to lose this damn thing because it's just it's because now the, and his thing should be I have two chances. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, you know what? How about Ooh, I like this. Miz gets eliminated, say second, and then he cashes in to get back into the match, and then gets eliminated again. He's not winning. He's not going to be champ right now. No, especially I him really going against Bad Bunny. But like, let's we got to get rid of this thing. Um, or the other thing, which I was which I was proposing was that we have to, we're going to end up with two male money in the banks because he got his. You know, he has a year to do it, but he got his so late after he got it from Otis right. that there might be two. So we could see a double cash in, which would be which would be interesting. They're gonna David Arquette this and put the title on Bad Bunny at Mania. Oh my god. I'm completely joking, by the Jesus. way. Anybody listening, don't don't have nightmares. I'm just kidding. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. <laughs> um the second chamber match, I still kept in the intercontinental title match. I wasn't sure what to replace it with because I can't see them doing a women's SmackDown match unless Belair announces that she's going against Asuka. Um, I, I just, I don't see it. So um, I'll still keep Big E, Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, Nakamura, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Baron Corbin as the seventh man for a three-man start for that Elimination Chamber match. See, that's and, entirely possible as long as they don't have a world I think that match. would be... That that would probably be my favorite match I've ever seen. Like, oh my gosh! I mean, oh, it'd be great. There's a lot, so much talent in there. Absolutely, but right? I, I, I mean, I'd love to see Corbin yeah. come out on top. I think he deserves a title, but he was U.S. champ for a while. I think, right? Yeah, a while ago, a long time ago. Um, he needs some sort of gold, a tag title. He needs something here. Let's let's do something with him. So the, the go-to for me is they just make this even across the board. Both champions are in there defending. Um, and they have, you know, they have like Nakamura, Cesaro, Brian, maybe Corbin yeah. in there. They have some other kind of IC title match. It's not in the chamber. Yep. And then they have, you know, Reigns will come out of that, obviously. Reigns is going to be champion for a while. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like, do you want to make it that obvious that Reigns is going to win? You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. there's a there's a chance since McIntyre dropped to Orton back in the back in the fall, or I think it was the fall. You know, maybe he might drop this thing. You never know. Um, but I don't think anyone is thinking that Roman Reigns won't be champion going into Mania. Like that that would be silly. Like it's a waste of a chamber match. And they have they have other storylines in in, in in the WWE Championship match too. Like McIntyre could lose. Because Sheamus gets eliminated and Cos McIntyre. Yep. And then they have some blood feud that distracts them both from the title. Yep. Doesn't hurt either one of them. And you could have an AJ Styles walk away with the title. You can have an Orton mm-hmm. walk away with the title. I wouldn't mind seeing Styles win. Right. And having him and Edge Mania. That'd be awesome. That would be great. That would be awesome. Um, so let's get into Mania. 
Um, I currently still have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus for the Universal title, but now I put in parentheses next Orton versus Fiend, as we mentioned before, because it might it might be the Orton and Fiend for the title. Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I still think it'll be a Firefly Funhouse match, just like the Cena production last year. It makes sense with oh, Orton, yeah, yeah. right? Orton off for a while, but you can't do a championship match like that. You know, they had uh, the Fiend and Strowman in that. I don't remember what they called it, but it was the the one in the swamp where oh, the Fiend, yeah, the fiend the, drowned uh, them. The, the, yeah, the horror Strowman. show match or the horror, right? Yeah. Right, but that wasn't for the championship either. No. So uh, even though the fiend drowned another human but he also was murdered you know the fiend was also murdered by randy orton so there's that okay um wwe title i'm swerving to roman reigns and brock lesnar oh okay um because i don't think it's Strowman, and it's wrestlemania and who else could fill you know who else could really realistically fill that spot and make a good story and we're gonna see a face with brock lesnar without paul Heyman for the first time in a long time um and we'll see him you know him and him and reigns lock up at mania um and i think reigns actually still goes over i don't know if this will just be a one-off feud and he's only back for a couple months um, I just I can't think of a, a higher profile match for Reigns unless it's Edge. Um, you know what? I, I think I don't know. Just real quick on the above match for the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. I think McIntyre and Sheamus is going to happen. I don't think it'll be for the title. Yep. I'm going to go with what I just said about the Chamber. I think Styles wins. You have Styles and Edge for the Universal Title at Mania. Love it. Uh, and, and then you have you have McIntyre and Sheamus and. Some kind of I don't last know, man standing, last or, man standing brawl, some kind yeah. of crazy match. Hopefully, it's uh, nothing that they've rehashed in the last year. So they've done the ambulance match with McIntyre. They've done the Irish bar match or whatever the hell it was with with Sheamus and and Hardy. Something different, right? Put them in a no, make a no it DQ match. It'll beat the crap out of each other. Just right. Um, and as far as Roman, man, I don't. I mean, I can't think of anything I, unless it's Edge. Like I said, um, yeah. I can't think of anything higher profile. They were, they were teasing Big E on SmackDown the other day, or, or I, I, I just, I, I don't see that right now. With I don't Reigns? know. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's at that level where anybody would really buy it. I mean, I like, I like Big E a lot. Don't get me wrong. Title versus title, or does Big E drop? I think Big E drops probably maybe at Fastlane. Maybe he pisses off Reigns and. Reigns costs him the title, and then he wins some kind of number one contender match yeah. or something. I mean, it could it could be the full the full story arc of Apollo Crews finally? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, pulling the Pillman spot. On Very the true. Line. Yep. Um, could be that. Um, and then that leaves Edge with Finn Balor. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think out of the three, and this is just me being selfish, out of the three possibilities, I'd rather see Edge and Finn Balor than Edge and McIntyre or Edge and Reigns. Um, just, just, I think it'd be a. I think it's the best match of the three. Um, I mean, Balor doesn't need to be elevated at all. Obviously, he's already there. Um, I, regardless of who Edge faces, I'm still of the opinion he doesn't walk away champ. No matter who he faces, I don't think he wins. 
Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was Nakamura the last time a Royal Rumble winner didn't win the title. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Asuka, yeah. Asuka and Nakamura both lost that year, the yep. year they won. Um, so, I mean, again, it's weird because that means the Edge Nakamura build would be happening on Wednesday nights, right? Um, so do they do that to compete with AEW? Hell, that could be their catalyst to try to finally beat AEW by having Edge there, you know, building with Finn Balor. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're planning. It, that's a long yeah. shot. It's a very long shot, but I don't know if they care enough about beating AEW, honestly. I know, but I'm just I'm just trying I'm yeah. just thinking. So I I, I get you. Yeah, that's a whole point but, of the show. I definitely get it. I, I still I still hope they wait till the day of Mania to announce who Edge is fighting. <laughs> that'd be, that'd that be would fun. be brilliant. That'd it be would be the first time. Oh my god, that would be so great. Um Intercontinental. So I, I finally got off of the Intercontinental US title combined double ladder match. It's I would like to have seen it, but yeah. Uh it would have been great. Maybe one day. Um, but right now I have a straight up Biggie and Seth Rollins intercontinental title match. Um, my US title match, I now have, and I just have three behemoths in there. And I don't know how he's, I don't know how the third's going to get into the story yet, but just for the, just for the visual, let's have Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman for the US title. And you know, normally three guys that size in a match wouldn't, wouldn't be all that, it'd look better on paper than it would actually be in real life. I think Keith Lee, Strowman, strong enough. Keith Lee's yeah. athletic enough, and Lashley's just a you know he's a pure all around athlete. Yeah, this would actually be pretty good, I think. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind seeing that for sure. Right. Um, SmackDown tag titles again. This is one that I that probably won't happen. I'm hoping it's not the Street Profits in here, but I still have Rude and Ziggler versus the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Okay. Um, they need better tag teams. Put them on SmackDown. Uh-huh. You need some more face tag teams. We need, and also right after Mania, we need a superstar superstar shakeup. <laughs> you need one in a bad way. For I know sure. we just had the draft, but I can't remember if they did a shakeup last year in the in the Thunderdome. I mean, in uh, the Performance Center, or if they just wait. I can't remember what they did. I don't remember I if they either, do honestly, a shakeup yeah. and a draft, or if they're just only doing drafts now. I, I can't remember. Um, but I think like if we're gonna get fans back, especially, let's have that first that first week with fans back be the shakeup. That would be fantastic. Um, and then reestablish this tag team division because it's just piss poor right now. Um, I have the Raw tag team title match as Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest and, and Stupid Bunny. Um, I had it just you know not as just a regular tag match, but I think Miz and Morrison will get the title somehow between now and mania because it can't be benjamin and alexander the new day is a waste um not going to be lucha house party i think if you and especially if they're trying to build this bad bunny thing and then try to make it more you know trying to make bad bunnies thing more um prestigious maybe the right word but you put the titles on the line why not um it's it's a it's a stretch but I mean, it gets some mainstream attention. That's what they want, yeah. apparently. I mean, this, we think. So. I mean, like you said, the match is going to happen. Yeah. But let's just put them for the titles. Like, why not? Um, the other thing, which it just kind of popped into my head, maybe we see the split of the hurt business and they hold up the tag titles. 
and we have a tournament and this is maybe the culmination or something. You know what I mean? That's uh, possible. That would be fun to see. We haven't seen a good old fashioned tournament in a while. Bring back King of the Ring, damn it. Um, King of the Ring 2021. King of the Ring. I'm going to say, I want it. It's something. Not this best in the world World Cup crap that had all Americans in it like they did in Saudi Arabia a couple years ago with Shane McMahon <laughs> one out of anyone. No, none of that. Let's have a legit King of the Ring. Hell, I want to see a 32-man King of the Ring over three brands, full full brackets and everything. No switches, no buys, no double countouts to to give someone a buy. We have a legit awesome tournament. And that's, Every match is a hardcore last man standing Hell in a Cell ladder match. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that as a bonus something. Like book, <laughs> book, book, book a 32-man King of the Ring. There you go. I think that might be fun. Maybe we'll do that on the oh, yeah. one of these days. For sure. Um, Raw Women's, again, and I'm still stuck on Ronda Rousey. I don't know why. I She hasn't shown up yet, but I still have her in here since pre-Rumble because I thought she'd show up at the Rumble. But Asuka versus Charlotte versus Rousey. Um, hmm. And for Chris, for Chris's sake, I'm even going to put versus Ripley in here. I'm there you go. Up. Okay, okay. Versus Ripley. We'll have a fatal four-way elimination match. Not just a fatal four-way, a fatal four-way elimination match. Let's make it interesting. I like I like uh, multiple like like triple threat fatal four-way eliminations. Yeah. I like but that I, a lot yeah, more. with the I, I like it much better with the elimination than just yeah. the, the, the straight up. Um, SmackDown Women's that'll probably be the best show on the card. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. I hope so. I, that's and what then, I'm pulling for too. And this one because I mean, if I'm right and this hits, I'm gonna say I called this from episode one. Yeah. Um, calling this from our our, our, our trial episode, we yes. didn't even release. Yeah, yes, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler dropping the titles to Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, or Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart hopefully defending the titles against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. It has to happen. Like Ember Moon a lot. I don't know too much about Shotzi. What I've seen, yeah. not crazy about, but I mean, they're both in the they're both in the Rumble. They're still both in the Women's Dusty Classic. It's like, come on, let's do it. Um, non titles, so we have the two battle royals. Um, I have Cesaro being the first ever two time Andre the Giant battle royal champion, but now I have to change the women's battle royal because I had Rhea Ripley in there. Um, let's see who, who do we want to put in there? Who, who would benefit from a women's battle royal win? Last year, I think, was Carmella, if I remember correctly. We had Naomi. So I'm trying in the past we've had Naomi win, we've had Carmella win. Um is there someone you know you know what they'll probably do just to piss us off? You know who's gonna win this thing? Charlotte. No. <laughs> it's gonna be oh, I don't even want to book her. I don't even want to write it. It's gonna be they're they're gonna book Lana to win this thing. Oh my god. You're right. Right? Um no, you know what? Bailey will. We'll I could see that. that. Just for yeah. funsies right now. Um, the other two matches, um, non, non-title non matches, we have Randy Orton and, and The Fiend, if it's not a title, if it's not the title match. Um, one person I don't have on this card, and he'll be on the card somewhere, is AJ Styles. I just didn't have him fit anywhere right now. Um, I had him in the Miz and Morrison against, I had Miz and Morrison versus um, Styles and, and almost, almost, almost. Um, but it didn't fit. So Styles will have to fit in somewhere, whether it's the U.S. title picture, whether it's um, Triple H, maybe. I don't think we've seen that because um, Triple H comes around during during WrestleMania time. Um, but I, 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 the more I think about it, I like this Edge-Styles matchup. That would be great. 
Um, be a lot of fun. And there's already something built in from last year. So exactly. I mean, Styles still wins. Again, I I won't have Hedge winning the title. Um, I just can't see it happening. But we also said the same about Goldberg and the Fiend. And then the next right. Night, then the next night in Boston, Goldberg comes out with the damn title. See, I can totally see Edge winning, uh, but have a short run, like the SummerSlam at the at very most SummerSlam. Yeah. Honestly, like, what's I in between? Seen. Money in the Bank. So that's April. You have May, June, July. Money in the Bank. They do Backlash. Payback or back Backlash. Backlash. Money in the Bank, and then something else usually. Yeah. King of the Ring. All right. And then my last match I have on here is Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Huh. I think it's time. I think it's they haven't shown any signs of, of splitting. I think when we see the split, it's going to come out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Seth Rollins hitting the shield. No, out of nowhere. Oh, God. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Flashback. I think because well, everyone thought most, it was be, uh, I mean, traumatic Seth disorder. I think everyone thought it, that was going to be Ambrose, right? Yeah. Ambrose was going to be yeah. the one to go and ended up being Rollins. And that was still, and, then, and that propelled Rollins. I think we let's have, you know, they've been saying a lot about Kofi mania from two years ago, two years ago. Now I'm, I'm hoping Woods finally gets sick of the Kofi mania nonsense and bring up two years ago. And we're the ones that got you through there. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember how we had to win a, you know, me and E had to win a tag team gauntlet match for you to get a shot. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. There's a lot there. And I could have gone to that show for the record. That was at the Mohegan Sun. That one, that episode with the with the tag team gauntlet match, and I yep. didn't pull the trigger and I didn't go. Oh um, man, should have went. Anyway, I miss live shows. I wish we could have gone um, someday. Yeah, hopefully. I'm telling you, the first time, the first when they allow fans again and our wives allow us to go, because um, that's really the key. Um, <laughs> we are going, and well, we're and we're, for, and we're getting speak good for yourself seats. there, pal. I know. We're getting. No, I'm going. She'll let me go. Um, we're getting good seats too. We're not sitting. Oh yeah, no, no, we're sitting no. single. We're sitting. We're sitting double digits. Loge five. Um, man, I can't wait. I wanted to happen. I was all ready to pull the trigger on SummerSlam weekend. The whole four days. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, five days, right? Was it? Or maybe it was. I don't know if they did anything Thursday, but they had the NXT. They had Takeover. Oh no, they had SmackDown, Takeover, SummerSlam, Raw. So four days. And I was ready to pull the, I was a single ticket all four days. I was ready to do it. And then some dude ate a bat, screwed everything up. (laughs) All right. So let's Uh, get foreign cuisine. All right. Um, So let's get into our top five today. We're going to do our, um, our top five favorite entrances. Um, And I think we're, I, I I think we're going to have two crossovers here. I do too. I'm not sure. Um, part of me, you know, I am a mark for a certain one here, which you'll catch on very quickly. Um, I love, I mean, anyway, we'll get there. So uh, I think I went first last week. How about you go first this week with your number five entrance? All right. Just, just, just to be clear, these are our personal favorites. Yes. Personal favorites. So it's not, and like, not, and not yeah. like a one-time thing, like DX right. coming out of a cannon or Rusev on the tank, you know, none of that stuff. Like, just like overall, like that entrance is that you're just like, man, that's awesome. Number five for me, uh, Triple H. Uh, I thought about putting him higher, uh, but the other guys on my list, I just, there's just something different about their entrances. Some of them you're probably going to be like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? But no, I mean, he, like, time and time again, I mean, he's 
a jacked up dude with that, that 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 first riff hits for the time to play the game. You know who it is the second the song comes on, the lights hit, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's awesome. It's 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 awesome. It's a sight to see. Um, well, it's funny now in the current climate we're in, how he's spitting water and everybody in the front row, and that's just okay. Right. Uh, but it's a different time, obviously. But yeah, so I, that's five for me. Right. Uh, my number five is The Undertaker. Um, I, I had like my first, my top four were really set. And then my five, I'm like, oh, who's five going to be? And I, I had Triple H. I was thinking about Kane, thinking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, like a lot of those things. But when it came down to like thinking about overall entrances, like I, I put Taker down just because of the, the ones he, so many different ones he's had over the years. And just, you know, especially when he's, he's not normal. And then when you have the American Badass ones too. Yeah. I mean, just, just him in oh, general. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like them overall. So, you know, some, some respect to Taker for F, that number five. Absolutely. Uh, four for me, I have Kane. <laughs> uh, dude, the red lights, the music, especially early in his career yep. when he was just jacked to all hell, no pun intended. With a mask. Uh, with a mask on and Paul Bearer, he, he performed with the red light. Yeah, 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 with, yeah, talking with the, the whatever it was, the voice box thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just that music would hit, and it, there was just an aura in the arena. And I've actually, very early in his career, one day we'll get to our top five lab events. Uh, I actually witnessed that, and the whole I was sitting front row when the whole flames and the turnbuckle thing went off. Oh, that's awesome! And I got my eyebrows back about two weeks later. Yeah, I, I saw him live once too. Um, it didn't make my top five, but it was um, it was a, it was at the Mohegan Sun, and you had this random joe schmo come out this jobber come out and this was pre every you know wasn't a main event match it was just just for the crowd way like right at 7 30 when the show started at eight and he's like i need some money i need someone to help me out and i think i lost all my money at the casino and then out of nowhere in the middle of them talking the freaking things go off yeah i was like oh yeah yep. scared the hell out of me the pyro the other pyro i'll get off track i scared that <laughs> I, um, I was sitting for an episode of 205 live when it was still decent um and neville was out doing a promo and austin aries music hit and he had pyro to go with his and i i think i pissed pissed. (laughs) it scared me so much (laughs) it was it was wild um anyway uh, my number four is bobby rude not robert rude bobby rude um I can't tell you how many times I've just put on the song and just started pre- pretending that I knew the words and just singing glorious. I have my son randomly sing glorious just for fun. There's nothing um, wrong with that. No, it's, it's a, it's a sing along. It's wonderful. Um, I even stand up and we'll do the hand motions. If I'm, if I'm messing around with the kids, um, it's just, it's, it's great. Number three for me is probably, I mean, he's on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep, I had him here and I crossed him out. And I had him uh, there too. I know it's nothing flashy. I know it's nothing crazy. You're a pyro. That was Austin's entire thing, though. Yep. Even his entrance stuck with that. He's just, uh, I know not really, but his whole thing, the working man. Uh, yep. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat your ass. And he, you know, the glass would shatter. To this day, as a grown man, I hear that glass break and I'm 13 years old again. It's just, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'll jump out of my seat sometimes, but I'm not expecting it. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, and walking down that whole, anybody down Flagger, in that ring yeah. better watch out. I'm the, I'm the baddest guy here. Swear, literally head, yeah. dropping F-bombs on his exactly. way down. Exactly. The whole head nodding back and forth. You better watch out. Like, it yeah. all just worked. And 
very few crowd reactions ever like what he got. Right. Um, my number three is DX. Just the, the beginning of it. Especially, you know, once they were really established. Um, and you had the, the video where you had them and then the Titantron kind of going back and forth. Um, it was just always such a great entrance. And then the entrance even, you know, extends to when you have Road Dog doing his ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Triple H, let's get ready. Like the whole thing kind of beginning to end. And that's like, that's the prime nostalgia for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, still, I still love it. Number two for me, uh, my opinion, greatest of all time, Mr. Ric Flair. Mm. Uh, I know people are going to think about his WWE entrance doesn't go, oh, really? Think back when it was WCW, NWA, even Jim Crockett before it was WCW. He would come down. He'd have, in, in, in the early 80s, mid-80s, when this wasn't a big thing for everybody, he'd have the flashing strobe lights and the $30,000 robes and the Rolex and the girls on his arm. It was always a show. He'd have the, the, the butler with the, the platter to put all his jewelry on before he got in the ring. It was, I remember I'd always, I'd be like, I didn't really understand wrestling necessarily as much as I do now. Obviously, I was four or five years old. But I'd see that, and I'm like, oh, man, what is that guy's deal? It just always got me. It was always, always had my attention. So I, I got to go with the, you got to go with Nate. Um, my number two is Shinsuke Nakamura. His original, his old, especially yeah. NXT ones. Um, I haven't been there live for one yet, and I desperately want to just <laughs> to sing along with the crowd. Oh. The same thing with Bobby Roode. I want to be there to sing along. Um, you know, I'll never forget the the first NXT one with the guy in the um, the guy doing the live fiddle there, violin. Um, I take over Brooklyn. Yeah, with Sam against Sami always... Zayn. In the building. I know you were there. No, 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 not Zane. Excuse me, not the first one. I was at uh, Takeover Two when you fast forward okay. over the title. Got it. Yeah, the one and between that and even the one during, uh, I think it was a Raw after Mania, where he came out for the first time on SmackDown, yep. and just I want to be there doing that 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 uh, that song so bad. <laughs> I'd tell you what, it, 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 it's a surreal thing to be at you know uh, a bus stop or a train station outside of Brooklyn. At eleven thirty at night after the pay per view, having five thousand people humming Shinsuke's uh, theme song. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> the, the atmosphere for that show is I've never felt anything like it. Awesome. Jealous, super jealous. Keep rubbing. Um. Oh, someday, man. Someday you'll be fine. You got it. All right, your number one. Number one is your number five, The Undertaker. Undertaker. Uh, yeah. just all the effort put into it all throughout the years, all the different, you know, different incarnations, the ways they changed it up. Uh, it. it it's a spectacle of itself, honestly. You could see the entrance, not even see a match, and still be happy. Right. So, he's number one for me. Um, my number one is super recent, and it's another one where I want to be in the crowd for it more than anything. Do you know who I it think, is? I think I know it. Want to guess? The Fiend? No, not The Fiend. No? Oh, okay. No, way off. Um, my number one is The Undisputed Era. Okay, yep. I love their the song. I want to be there for the boom. I want to be there for the whole baby. I want to be there for the whole thing. Um, That'd be awesome. I just love yeah. the song too. Yeah. I love the song. I just, I just, it's, it's so simple, but it's like, you know, you're the shock the system. It's just like, oh, come on, like huge mark. I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed, not even a little bit. 
Do you have an honorable mention or just your top five? Well, I mean, I had I had Stone Cold and I had Kane on my list as well. Um, go ahead. Do you have one too? I had my favorite my favorite tag team of all time, the Legion of Doom. Right. Uh, just uh, the whether it was WWE, Water Rush, or Iron Man before that when they were in WCW or NWA. Yeah. I had the, I had the spike shoulder pads when I go to live events when I was a kid. Like I, I oh man. I mean, if I had to come up with another honorable mention off the top of my head, and I'm surprised I didn't think of this before, and I, and before it got annoying and too old, I would say the old NWO music too. Yeah, yeah. That was just the the, the early incarnations when you had, you know, just up through DiBiase, Big Show, um, until it got like then half the roster. Um, you know, through I guess when Bischoff was really kind of running there too. Yeah, um, I yep. think that was kind of like that was good, but then it just just got old. It got old pretty quick. So, um, you, know, you know, when you know you want to hear that music when they came back to WWE, it was just like, eh, wasn't still there. Although the, the fun part with that one was when I was watching because I sometimes go through and just watch old Raws. And I'll go through a, a thing while I hammer out. I started at '93. Right now I'm somewhere in 2002. Um, and I've stopped for a while, but maybe over vacation when I'm on February vacation, I might just pick up some in the background. But like, you had the one the last time they ever played it where they did the music, and Vince McMahon comes out, he goes, NWO is done. I just wanted to hear the music for one last time because, like, they had a, I remember they had a, a, a six or eight man tag match, and <laughs> Kevin Nash popped his quad at the end. Oh, of the yeah, yeah, remember that um, one. Yep. And then between that, and you just had Shawn Michaels who joined, Booker T who got kicked out, then you had X Pac. And then Hall, who was having some issues, it was just a mess, and he had to just scrap it. But it was just, it was fun. I remember that. Um, so there's our top five. Um, good time. Top five is always fun to think about. We'll come up with a, we'll come up with another good one. You want to do the the top five mo- live moments next week? Yeah, let's do that next week. Yeah. All right. So next week we'll do our top five live moments. Mine have just been sitting here on this uh, on this outline since since we started. ready for a while. So yeah, yeah. We, we can. So we can we'll just we'll out. get those out of the way. Um, and then let's end with some trivia. So last week, um, the question was, who holds the record for highest win percentage in WWE history, 100 matches? And I even gave the clue, the, the record of this person was 124 wins, 13 losses, and two draws. That's about an 88, 89% win percentage. Any guesses, Chris, on who that might be? Man. Uh... It's the 13 losses, which is really the, the tough one. Because you think about people who've won a lot, but like when you think of the John Cena's, right? Like you know, he's lost a lot more than thirteen times. Um, when you think of the Hogan's, he's lost more than thirteen times, especially in his second. So it's like, who do you think? This is WWE history. Yeah, not WCW. I'm gonna go, and I think Cena won way more than one twenty-four. Right. And like I said, the thirteen losses. I'm gonna go. Randy Savage. It's a great, great guess. It's not right, but it's a great guess. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Or you can start. Or you can start asking questions. Or you can start giving you hints. Uh, is he from? Was he ever a world champion? Yes. Uh, is he? Is he still alive today? No. Uh, Almost there. <laughs> the the list just narrowed way down for you. Yeah. Uh. Oof. World champion with only 139 matches total in his WWE, in this case, F career. Oh, man. I don't know. 
The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. 124-13-2. I found that interesting. This week's one. I know it already. Oh, you do? Ah, too easy. Oh, well. Yeah. I remember Uh, remember exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's who's the only person to wrestle in two Elimination Chamber matches in one night? So we'll leave that there for the masses, even though Chris already has it. Thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna catch you real quick because I was looking through old elimination chamber results and I'm like, oh, what could I do? What's a good one? I couldn't think of a good question this week. So all right. Well, if if you know your history, the only person wrestled in two elimination chamber matches in one night. He also came in with one championship and left with another. So Yeah, okay. I just texted you who I thought it was. I definitely know who it is now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yep, yeah, Chris has yeah, it. Yeah. But um, you know, it is so this has been episode five. Hopefully, we're gonna find that Elmer Fudd, very bad bunny. Yeah, Waskily Wabbit. He's gonna win uh, the twenty four seven title. Well, who's the twenty four seven champ now? Some sportscaster. No, that's our truth again. No, but I thought he dropped it again. After. He did. Oh, I don't know if he dropped it. I know. I know he dropped I, it. I think he he lost it. So he, I think he got it back from Rosenberg, and then he lost it again at to a Doug Super Flutie. Bowl. Oh, Doug Flutie. Yes. And then yes. he got it back, and he got, oh, it, he got back it back later from, on that okay. day. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't see him get it back from Doug Flutie. I saw him lose it to Flutie. 137-time, 24-7 champion. Is that what it really is? I have no idea. It could oh, be close, though. Say. It's got to be close at this point. I know. Um, so join us next week. We'll be – so next week we're going to do something a little different where we're going to be starting a little points competition between us, and we're going to make picks on the Elimination Chamber, um, and we'll keep a little running pay-per-view competition going here. Um, we'll describe the – logistics and how it's going to work and we'll put on the website and all that stuff the website will be updated soon i'm having a a little issue with some hosting right now but it's going to be settled very soon um so the website will be up and running and and ready to go the twitter is on and on and popping um at avg fan wrestling average fan of wrestling.com um don't forget to like us subscribe tell a friend um rating and review Yep, rating review, telegram, tell a friend, tell a wrestler. Um, in the words of, I think that's Eric Bischoff on, on the one he does. Oh, that's, a, that's an old one. That's way before Bischoff, yeah. even. Yeah, so thank you for joining us again for the British Bulldog. That's Chris. I'm Jason, the Owen Hart for this week. And we will see you next time on the Average Fan of Wrestling. Have a good week, guys.